Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Welcome back, everybody. It's been really exciting to see how this podcast has evolved and grown. And today was a first. I got to sit down and chat to two lovely ladies at one time, Kat and Melissa. And I can't think of two people who should speak as a group more than these two women. They are truly what the definition of true friendship means. They're the greatest compliment to one another. Their friendship was forged as their work as labor and delivery nurses, but as life's twists and turns have led them, now they are both teaming up and extremely passionate about young living essential oils. And they really are wanting people to know that what we put on our bodies is just as as important as what we put in our bodies. And they talk about overall wellness and this need to take care of yourself truly at a cellular level. It's a great message. It comes with great passion, great enthusiasm from both of them, you will see. And They are not only informative, but extremely entertaining. I loved chatting with them. I am lucky that I get to know them in person, not just through the podcast world and count myself blessed for that. And it's a blessing to all of you, the words of wisdom that they're going to share with you. I am beyond excited today to sit down and talk with two guests. It's the first time that I've had two guests at one time, Kat and Melissa. Welcome, ladies. Hi. So uh, that's exciting. We're like a first time for you. Yeah. First time. Two for one deal here. (laughs) Super exciting. I like everybody to introduce themselves because nobody does a better job of that than you guys, of course. So you guys can decide who's going to go first and go ahead and give our listeners a little jam on who is Kat and who is Melissa. Okay, well, I am Melissa Schutz. I am a nurse. I am a mother of teenagers. <laughs> and I am a essential oil enthusiast, I guess I would say. Um, and I have a lot of fun on the side working with Kat um, and learning and teaching and just kind of really diving into this world of essential oils and even more of that um, chemical-free, toxin-free lifestyle. So that's kind of me. Yeah, and I am Kat Jarzinski, um, which no one can ever say my last name. (laughs) Oh, there you heard it. Um, So now you can say it. And uh, yeah, so Melissa and I, uh, in our working worlds, were labor and delivery nurses. And um, we've both been doing that about 20 years together. Um, That's where this whole friendship sort of got born out of. And then um, I am a wife. 
I am a mother to two adult males who are kind of on their own journeys, um, figuring out life and such, one in college and uh, one kind of doing his own thing, figuring out what works best for him right now. So um, yeah, that's just a little bit of a nutshell about us. And again, um, you know, essential oil. I loved that you said enthusiast. It makes it sound exciting. Yeah. yeah. I know. I like Um, that word too. I was like, Ooh, that's a good way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're passionate about it. Definitely. And why don't you fill us in since we're talking about being enthusiasts? Like what, what are essential oils? What does, what does that realm of your life look like? Yeah, so I think sometimes it's really good for us to kind of start out a little bit like, why? Why Mm -hmm. did we start on this path? What led us here? How has this evolved over time? Because like anything that we do, it evolves with time. You grow, you learn more, you do more. Um, so Melissa, you want to start with your why? Sure. So my start with essential oils was, um, actually from cat. Um, and I was very ill one. Well, I think it was staff meeting day since Mm -hmm. we worked together. She knew that I was very sick and I needed to be there because I am in a leadership role on the unit and I help run the staff meetings. So she brought me a chest rub, I believe it was, and maybe some, something to drink that was supposed to help me. And I'm not even sure what else she brought me, but I just did whatever she told me to with this stuff and, um, found it intriguing and, um, it definitely helped. She made enough of the chest rub for me to use, use during that illness. And it just kind of opened my eyes to an alternative option to wellness or illness um, and that maybe I should be thinking of a more natural way of um, doing something other than the medicine cabinet. So my passion, my why definitely started in the um, prevention of illness, immunity support. So really what I was looking for was um, is um, different options for maybe not running to the medicine cabinet and trying something different. And as we have continued this journey and really tried to educate ourselves and really look at some research and that kind of stuff, we are medical, we are um, evidence-based is what is drilled into us as medical people. Um, We need research and things like that. We're not just always trusting of um, I did trust Kat the, with my initial <laughs> thing, but I trusted that person, not just like some stranger told me do this and that's what I'm going to do because one person said it. So I think um, really looking at, there is some evidence and there is some stuff out there about the chemicals and the toxins and the things that we expose ourselves to um, on a daily basis. And it can really be quite overwhelming in our homes. So it has morphed into chemical-free living, tax, um, less of a toxis, toxin load um, in our homes um, for our kids, for ourselves, even our pets. So that's kind of my why currently. I still absolutely have that um, immunity-boosting, prevention of illness um, love in my blood, um, but more of that chemical-free living right now and 
just really reaching out for an oil before um, something else, more of a holistic, natural way of living for whatever I might be dealing with in my life. Yeah, and my why is just a little bit different and has lots of twists and turns and morphs into it. Um, but it all sort of started, I had already been using oils. Um, I would say my knowledge base was nowhere where it is now, but I had a little bit. But the biggest part for me was I'm 46 years old now. I went into menopause at 41 and I was a train wreck. I had so many hot flashes. I was logging them at night. I was having like 18 a night, which was, if you take just that component alone, that means that I'm waking up every 30 to 40 minutes on average, mm. which just turns you into basically a miserable cow for so many reasons. So when you figure out the hormone disruption that was going on, I mean, that's a component of it. I wasn't taking super good care of myself at that point. I wasn't sleeping. I had teenagers in my house that I was trying to not kill based on their lifestyle. And I was just, nothing was good about it. And uh, one of our oil friends said, hey, you know, I really think that you should try this particular oil. Just see if you can get some relief from the hot flashes. And it took a few weeks, but um, with diligence, it dramatically reduced the number of hot flashes that I was having. And that was kind of probably my big explosion into that's what kicked on that um, evidence-based sort of thing and said, wait a minute, what is going on here inside of my body on a cellular level that, you know, no one has ever mentioned to me before, or I just had no idea that there, you know, was something I could turn to that, you know, wasn't a pill or, and I had tried anything that you could basically give me. You can't give me a lot of the estrogen therapies and things like that, that um, traditional medicine might recommend for some of that relief because I have a super high rate of breast cancer in my immediate family. My sister is a survivor. My mom had breast cancer. My mom's sister died of breast cancer. My um, mom's mom died of breast cancer and my dad's mom had breast cancer. So, um, so thus there's another motivating factor for me in the, Hey, what's going into my body type of realm and what's going on my body. And then as I dove deeper into it, um, I had a son that had had uh, anxiety disorder since seven and pharmaceutical management had always been kind of a tough thing for us in, you know, how do you help someone um, but are you creating a bigger problem? It was always a conflict for me. Um, and essential oils really kind of opened up a whole nother world. And I was really lucky to have a son that was open to the idea of um, what it could maybe do for him. 
And it evolved into him utilizing them, taking supplements. Um, I guess I'm lucky that people trust me. And, um, you know, Melissa did on that first day. And he, you know, he just really wanted to be better as well. And he is a college freshman now and um, doing amazing, you know, um, took a diffuser with him to his college dorm, um, an arsenal of essential oil. <laughs> Not the typical 18, 19 year old. Oh, no. Especially boys, I shouldn't generalize, but that's not typically what uh, that were in male dorms when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, I mean, and he was, you know, a football captain, and I mean, he's a very guy's guy. And didn't you say some of the girls like to come to his dorm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's totally turned into this, like, thing where they want to hang out in his dorm room. Because it smells the best. And- <laughs> it's the one that doesn't stink like disgusting boy dorm room. Um, actually, this is maybe a little, but if this is so me. He um, called to tell me a story one day about at three in the morning, <laughs> someone knocking on his door. He had a diffuser going. <laughs> and there's like this pounding on his door. And he gets down and when he opens the door... There was an intoxicated <laughs> dorm mate <laughs> laying on the floor, like sniffing underneath. <laughs> the like, dude, your room just <laughs> so good. <laughs> and so I don't know why that strikes me as so funny. Like, yep, they're attracted even in the middle of the that, night. They're like, just luring them in. Good, good dorm room. So yeah. He's inadvertently making people's lives just a little better in college. So he was very open to that. Um, That almost, uh, it's just kind of a story that uh, Kat and I say this sometimes. And I mean, you can lighten the mood, decrease the stress. You can do some things with diffusing oils. So we call it occasionally um, manipulation by diffusion. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this so much. The people around you don't know that, like, you're um, purposely diffusing because of and them. And we will um, <laughs> may or may not to admit to purposely putting things in our diffuser um, around our husbands. Like, oh, you just think that smells good, but guess what? I am trying to manipulate <laughs> your mood. It's a true story. We do that sort of thing. But, you know, if you don't know what's benefiting you, you just it smells good. Yeah. Well, you guys just sold me on everything. And this is, like, why I love you two to your core. First of all, you start an episode with your why, which is, like, my bread and butter. And then we are now the, like, true under of me talking about, like, how can we manipulate people? Like, that, like... <laughs> peace and love but like a little like twist and like maniacal laughter happening and that that's just the perfect blend right there that's right we're only trying to make them better that's right <laughs> you're not harming no you just might I, benefit trainer once tell me that she lies to me about some number of reps <laughs> well see you're um, just I'm, helping people Oh, see how you spun that? Yeah, that's exactly what we just did. Yes. Well, maybe that's why we jive so well. We all have that like little twinge of like, I want to help, but 
I'm going to do it slightly sneaky. Yes, yes. definitely. Do, do you okay. guys ever have any um, back and forth or anything in your mind, both of you being nurses and being in the medical field for as long as you have been, that kind of twist of traditional medicine and that really holistic approach? Oh, definitely. I think that that has evolved for us over time. Um, that sort of, I don't know if you'd say it's a conflict. I feel like more so like we've opened up another world that is really a compliment to because one of our, the biggest things that we preach is we still believe in Western medicine. There is a time, there is a place. Um, we are not way over on an approach that is going to tell anyone they shouldn't do things. But I do think that we personally have definitely changed so much, much like what Melissa said, like we have taken this turn towards, I'm going to try this first and see if it works. Um, I will tell you, and we've had this discussion frequently, um, and I would think we could correlate it a little bit to like what you do, Megan, you know, people sometimes don't want to do the hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, people want quick fixes and we will jokingly say, you know, oils are not miracles. People like you're not going to apply something and like suddenly, you know, be changed. It doesn't work like that. It's like anything. It's, it's learning usages and repeated application. And, you know, my wheelhouse is frequency vibration. I can talk to you about chakras. I can do all of that. Mine became very much about emotional healing. So, you know, my other part of kind of growing and changing was, uh, you know, three years ago, my life was kind of a shit show. And I really had to dig deep. And um, I had to make a number of deep changes. And that incorporated my health, my faith, and really getting right with the person on the inside. And oils were a gigantic part of that. Um, there's a great book um, by Caroline Men. Uh, it is emotional healing through essential oils. And it was kind of an explosion for me. Um, I will full on admit. Um, so the pictures in that book are about 20 years old, or maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some like, whoo, I remember the 80s. <laughs> um, the information is just crazy powerful in there and it's a continued go-to for me uh when I am really struggling with something it really makes you look at um okay what emotion am I feeling what's an affirmation I could attach to that what oil might help me with that and so that's been a big huge journey for me um, but kind of to sort of loop back to what your question is, you know, we've been really lucky in our unit. Um, we are a labor and delivery unit. Um, we have diffusers on our floor 
and um, we bring them into rooms if patients want them. We do not do any applying of oils to patients, but we do utilize diffusion on our unit if patients are open to that. And it kind of started as a few nurses um, that had an idea, and now it's kind of crazy. I mean... I would say, don't you think, probably 75% of the nursing staff probably are oil users to some extent. I mean, we are kind of all in in our unit. And I would say we definitely offer that as a first line of defense um, with pain management, with um, just relaxing a room, honestly so many different things and we have like an approved list of course because you have to make sure you're using oils that are safe for moms and babies and whatever but it's really become it's very stressful so the nurses even at the nurse's desk they're all like we're going to go get this combination of oils and we're going to diffuse because we all just need to relax and chill out a little bit so we can just move forward and do a good job here because everybody getting you know, all stressed out and anxious doesn't help anything. So, um, yeah, I think it's, that's actually part of where I think it's helped us grow in this too, is um, such openness from the hospital that we work in, especially our unit, and how um, we can provide this as an option. I mean, we're definitely a birth center that Um, natural birth is an option for our patients and we're actually very good at it. It doesn't mean we can't provide the complete other end of the spectrum if that's what a patient wants, but we have knowledge, we have tools in our toolkit and essential oils is one of them. Um, And it's not just, it's just a nice marriage or complement to even if they end up with needing medical, you know, medicines, epidural, that kind of stuff, it still doesn't mean that this can't be a helpful thing. Maybe they're anxious about getting their epidural and we're going to put something in the diffuser to just kind of diffuse some of that anxiety and help everybody relax and chill out so that it can be a good experience. I really, oh, oh, no, I say, but I do think that, and we've had this discussion on the side Mm -hmm. that, you know, I think there does become a little bit more of a like I say, I don't know if conflict is the right word, but a passion place of, you know, I'm so passionate about what's going in my body that, you know, I do struggle with some medical decisions sometimes, or I really invest in thinking about them. I think that's what makes us um, maybe a little bit, I don't know if I would say different. I would say one of the keys to this whole thing is you have to be willing to be a learner and you have to be willing to surround yourself with people that can give you that knowledge. It's like anything else. It's the, you know, going on a diet alone is not the same as joining some sort of group. Um, you know, you and I both know that, um, you know, you as, you know, a trainer or whatever you're doing in your, you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And so I think that just fosters that and we feed off of each other. Um, And I have to say one of Melissa's biggest attributes is she's the evidence-based queen. Like her brain definitely 
dives deep into studies, proof, things like that. And so we're always cautious to make sure, you know, we don't randomly throw out some sort of percentage or things like that. Like we better know what we're speaking of. And I think sometimes in this rave of essential oils, I think that, you know, you really need people that are passionate and speaking from a place of, you know, some knowledge. And I think our medical brains start us there, that we need some concrete proof on top of the testimonials. I mean, nothing is better than that, really. Um, But yeah, I think I have definitely grown to be a little bit more, hmm, where should I start or what should I do about this? Well, and it might be a choice of maybe I need to seek out a different provider because they seem very close-minded to this, you know, so, um, and those people are out there. There's people who know that this can be a compliment and that, you know, these things can be combined and enhance everything. So, um, we really do. I would say we don't, and I'm not at the doctor a lot. I'm not mm-hmm. seeking a lot of that medical stuff, but heck, it's absolutely necessary at times. And then I try to marry the two things. My dad is, um, he has prostate cancer and it's been a long journey. I think we've known about it for over nine years. He's been battling it and we've done a little bit of everything. And we, with every new turn with that, um, essential oils are a big part of his daily routine. And there's times where I've had to really research. And when he was going through chemo, we had to at times completely stop because oils are there trying to heal the body and chemotherapy is there trying to kill things. And you don't want to inhibit what the chemo is trying to do as well. So um, I think there can be a good balance, but you have to be an educated um, person who really is going into it with good sound based knowledge and looking at what you're doing and making sure you're doing the right thing. I love I love that you bring up that piece with the cancer and the chemo, because I think that in, in, in the whole piece that you talked about with work, you guys are really utilizing oils as a way of a medicine as a healing modality. And just in the same way that you research and understand a prescription medication that you're given or a a surgery or a procedure, you're doing the exact same thing with that oil. It's not just a blind go in and use like you, you are researching, you have that evidence base to know what and how it's appropriate to use whatever modality you're using. Right. And then I think that it would be wrong of us when you start to dive into some of that to not mention that whatever essential oil somebody is using it has to be pure it has to be um there it can't be uh oil that there's a lot of additives or synthetics or um fillers or chemicals added to there's a lot of product out on well you can get oils anywhere Mm -hmm. Perception. I'm surprised you can't get them at Quick Trip at this point. Uh, I was going to say, I think I've seen them, I mean, on the shelves of not to slam any box store, but, you know, a Walmart, a Target, uh, or wherever you can grab and purchase oils. And that was going to be a great question. Like, how 
do I need to one know what are in my oils and do I have to spend a decent amount of money or can I just buy the cheap ones on the shelf? The, my, well, it's not an opinion. It's really a fact. It's a fact that you really can for like the information that Kat and I give to our team. um, You need to be using a therapeutic grade, 100% pure oil to first of all, gain the benefit of what we're trying to tell you it may do for you, um, as well as if you're not using that, you could cause some harm with the chemicals that are in there. Um, You would never ingest an oil um, that isn't marked safe for ingestion. So I think as a consumer, you really have to look at Um, you know, oils are herbs and seeds and plants and flowers and roots. And, you know, um, the medicine of ancient times that are still useful and powerful and helpful now. And you just need to make sure that from the soil that that is grown in to the point that it becomes labeled and put in a bottle is a clean, safe process and they're not taking shortcuts, um, and that the company that you choose to buy from is giving you a safe, therapeutic, pure um, product in the end so that you can really gain benefit from um, the essential oil. And I think that's why, I mean, Young Living is is what we choose. Um, It's where we started. There are other reputable companies out there, but I think we, the more we learn, the more we become impressed with this company, to be honest with you. Um, You know, Gary Young started this company when essential oils weren't cool. I mean, he was, the more you find out about him, my God, what a passionate, impressive, smart human he was. I mean, that man understood from the farming to the spiritual side of connecting an oil to a chakra. I mean, it, it, he just very impressive not to start on that whole path, but that's a whole um, nother podcast. Yeah, we, we can do part two, but I let's hear it. Cause definitely, you know, just to kind of loop back to the, what you're buying in a dollar section, you know, it's not a super controlled industry at this point, And um, you only need to have, five percent of uh oil inside of a bottle to be able to label it as therapeutic grade and so people are trusting you know people see it in a dollar section and they think why would i you know buy from young living what i can buy in the dollar section because you're it's just not the same there is nothing close to it i mean you could be buying pesticides yep. in that bottle. I mean, depending on where it was made and who made it, that is not an exaggeration. You could be buying, uh, you know, 5% of an actual oil, and then they're adding the other gunk from the distillation process. It's all the kind of byproduct and dumping it back in. It would kind of be like making your celery juice and then dumping all the pulp back in it. Like, well, why did you just do that? Um, just to make your bottle fuller. Um, and Or it could be things like carrier oils. It could be filled with almond oil or something a little less um, 
harmful, but nonetheless, you're definitely not going to be getting the therapeutic grade. Or people will say to us, oh, my sister tried whatever oil and she got a rash. And our first thought is, what oil and did it come from? You know, tell me about where she bought it. Don't tell me you bought it at a big box store because I, you want to know why she reacted because it was full of junk. It was not a, a pure essential oil. So that's sort of that knowledge base that is so important to kind of initially surround yourself with people that have some of it so that you can really learn from it. Um, you know, talking about sort of that whole medicinal part of it um you know one of my favorite quotes from gary says anything that goes in your body should be safe enough to go in your body um for example you should never have to take anything for your heart that's going to destroy your liver and so that's just so profound to me like when i sit and watch TV and you see a pharmaceutical ad and it's like, oh, it's going to fix this, but it could cause 37 other problems. Like, I think there just has to be a balance. I'm not saying that people don't need those medicines at time, but I think people are one hit wonders. We've become a nation that can be gratification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things we try to provide on our team is honest answers. You know, I would say the two biggest questions people probably come to us with are what can I do about depression and what can I do about anxiety? And they want us to say, here, you should use this oil. And well, it's going to fix all of <laughs> And the problem is that is not true. And when we start saying to them, do you take a probiotic? Do you know anything about your gut health? Do you know that your gut is your second brain? Do you know that you should be really thinking about what you're putting in your body? Um, I would not say that as everybody as diet. I mean, when you really start a lot of, um, ADHD, anxiety, attention, focus, all of those things are huge that people are seeking help out. And if you, you have to tread lightly, but you can't just say, use this oil. You have to say, how much sugar is in your child's diet? And do you know that if, you know, we need to, your child should probably be eating protein like every couple hours. And are you doing some of these dietary things, the probiotic, the, all the, all of those things in combination the oil can complement, but the oil isn't probably going to just be the magic bullet that you don't have to make any lifestyle changes and the oil is going to be your ticket to, you know, that's just going to go away. It's just, just like anything. Right. Um, exercise is a huge part of our wellness. Well, yeah. and, and I think the same way too, it, it, like you said earlier, you know, using it one as a medicinal piece or two, just as a whole picture. I can have high blood pressure, but just because I take my high blood pressure medication doesn't mean that I'm actually treating the root cause of what's happening. Right. right. You know, I still need to make lifestyle changes. I still need to exercise. I still need to diet. All of these things, stress management, it, oil is the same way. It's not your cure-all. It's not a quick fix, but it's a good piece in that puzzle. 
Right. right. I mean, that's kind of like when I talk about, you know, where I was three years ago, there was a massive overhaul that sort of happened. You know, it was about really deep diving better into my faith. It was about finding a therapist and it was working through all of those. It was, you know, joining a gym that um, has empowered me. I mean, I, I'm not anywhere close to the person I was, you know, three years ago, but that took a lot of work and, you know, that whole emotional spectrum of figuring your own crap mm-hmm. out. There is nothing easy about wading through all of that. And whatever someone's problem is, like, it's that whole accountability piece. Like, how much do you really want to change this? Like, we are willing to help you and we can completely guide you and I can steer you to something really good to do, but you're going to have to do it every day, but you're also going to maybe have to do things that you didn't think about that you're going to have to do. And not everybody is open to that. And we see those people disappear from our little world real quick. You know, when you don't just hand them, they wanted basically what they would have maybe gotten if they went into a doctor's office and said, this is what I'm feeling. Here's a prescription. Take this. Bye. We'll see you in three months. And that is just not where we're at. And yeah, what were you going to say? I think the other thing that we haven't really hit on, but it's just with any of this, whether it's, um, like you said, whether it's depression, anxiety, illness, asthma, whatever we may be using oils from, for what we found in our study, our education, and um, really for me, wanting to find that research or that evidence is that the things I was cleaning my house with, I was a Febreze junkie. You know, now I use essential oils to make a room spray. They're just the things that were in my house, mainly in regards to cleaning products, shampoos, conditioners, toothpaste, anything that I was putting on my body, in my body, washing my dishes with, um, all of that stuff can contribute to a lot of these issues. And that's been a huge change that Kat and I have I think we've been living it pretty strong for maybe about a year now. Yeah, or longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we made, oh my gosh. I mean, this friendship was rooted in, um, you know, let's go have some nachos and beer. And then we'd go and we'd go to the mall and we'd go to the big bath store and we'd buy stuff in there and we'd go and we'd buy makeup. I mean, we'd make a whole day of, like slowly killing ourselves. Yeah. What were we doing? We were having fun. Um, <laughs> we were having fun. <laughs> that's, that's the whole, like, you know, you change, you evolve. It's a constant thing that you're doing. You know, I was just thinking about um, the other day, like, do you remember how, or at least my mom would always wash dishes with the big rubber gloves on? Mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah, I think at least my mom was smart enough to be wearing the gloves. But like, should that not have been our first signal that something really bad was going on? Like, if you have to wear these thick, horrible rubber gloves to like, clean your bathroom, and if you're coughing after you bleach your or spray whatever your cleaner is, that might be that that's a respiratory irritant. 
maybe yeah. not so good for you. Well, I don't know if your mom did, but my mom like pounded into my head, never mix bleach and ammonia, you know, like that was the one thing I took out of life. Like you will die if you do this. Like, it's just amazing how we live and what we're marketed to believe, I guess. Um, Cause that's a whole nother discussion, but um, yeah, I mean, we've just, completely changed with Young Living to, you know, makeup that is toxin-free, how we clean our homes. Like Melissa said, you know, our pets, um, for gosh sake, her one needy dog, like, takes pills and gets rubdowns, and, like, he's, like, he could be a Young he's Living like a, distributor. He's a Young Living <laughs> distributor. Your, your kids and your dogs, you got, like, you're hitting all aspects. That's right. He's a spokesman. Yeah. I'm so happy that you guys brought this up because this is something that I have been more consciously aware of and really, really want to spread the message of thinking about, like you said, whatever we are putting on our bodies, I want to be able to put in my body and look at the chemicals and the awful things that we are surrounded by all day long. Yeah, and even the stuff that's saying natural and all of these things, if you really look at, um, again, the way that people can market things, they can hide things that are bad for you and they can market it as this is a better choice. But if you really look at it, it's not. So we found a company that we can trust and we're really trying to make those changes. I, we both wish we would have done it years earlier mm-hmm. when we maybe could have had even a larger impact when our kids were littler, but making even a small change now is better than continuing to do what we now know better. So, and you know, it's kind of like we would even say in the gym, you can't compare, you know, the chapter we're mm-hmm. on where you're starting. Like sometimes people will say like, how do you have all of that stuff? Well, you know what? It was a slow conversion. And let me tell you, the most tragic day was when I emptied out my cosmetics. Like we were really good at buying, especially from one particular brand, which was probably not the most awful brand we could have bought from. But like when I said, okay, you're either all in, you can't like use some of the savvy minerals and then some of your old makeup you know but that conversion only happened because once a month I would add into my order something from the line so that by month four or five I had converted to okay I can do a face my face with everything that I have here now it's time to dump all of the rest of it so it's that slow conversion you know we're a number of years into it you can't expect that someone is gonna like turn over their entire house it's it's baby steps at getting stronger more knowledge and kind of moving forward with a less toxin based household and you know that's something we talk about too is especially with young living you know it is not just oils you know and we don't really expect people to necessarily jump right into that like if you want to talk about how to convert your bathroom 
we got you. We can talk about shampoo. We can talk about your makeup. We can talk about the shower gel that you're using. You want to talk about how you're going to clean your house? Perfect. Like, you don't have to necessarily be in that whole realm of it. It is broad spectrum, less toxin load, chemical-free living that we're really trying to get people to wrap their brains around. That's our big message. And quality. I mean, again, going back to that, trusting the company, trusting that every, that whole, when I was saying it without saying it, I was being more generic, but really that the set for themselves um, are higher than industry standards and the checking. And you can really trust that if we're going to buy that hand soap or buy that laundry soap or buy this oil, we are getting 100% pure, no chemicals, no toxins, and I can feel comfortable and safe using it in my home. So, And if nothing else, I mean, it really is where our passion place is from. Like whether you want to use Young Living products or not, but we just really want you to think about what's going on in your body. I just saw a news story last night about um, a they're pulling makeup that's been marketed to kids because they think they found asbestos in it. There was an interview with a mom who was like, you know, I can't believe this company would do that. And, you know, I trusted them. And in my heart, I kind of want to say, really? Why? Sell to your kid. Like, at what point did you start to trust them? That's just, I don't know. I, I guess it's beautiful that we do that in a way, but you have to remember that, you know, you're responsible for it. You cannot just trust. There is a knowledge base that has to be a part of your lifestyle with anything. That's why I was really intrigued to have both of you on an interview and talk to you guys about it because it's so apparent how passionate you are about that lifestyle but you do so without judgment. You are not pushing it on somebody else. But if they're going to ask, you are going to give them that evidence base. You are going to plant that seed in their mind that if at some point in time they're ready and willing, like they know that they can come to both of you to answer more of those questions. And we're really, I mean, I hope, I think that comes across and I think we try to say it, but heck, any change is better than no change. So if you're like, I really, really like that bath store that you were talking about, and I don't want to give that up. You don't have to give up anything you don't want to give up. We have chose to do that and make that change. But heck, if you, whatever you want to do, we'll meet you where you're at. Oh, and we were, I mean, we were snarky about it in the beginning too. We're like, we're I, not doing that. We were like, <laughs> I'm not like not clean my toilet with bleach are you kidding me what sort of whack nuts are these people like that's ridiculous I mean and now we're like yeah we don't do that or we'd have friends that would say I can't even go down the laundry aisle it smells so bad to me now and we'd be like I love that and now I, we're kind of that person. We're kind of turn. We've done that. It's kind of like when you change your nutrition and then all of a sudden you eat something and it just makes your gut like gross. You know that you've actually converted your body to something else. And so we do kind of joke about that. Um, I think I maybe even texted her 
once after walking through the grocery store and they around Christmas and they were selling these um, bath bombs that were so fragrant. And I was like, I, I had to leave. They made me nauseous. I'm like, I've literally become one of them. I'm one of them now. I know. Like, we said we weren't going to do that. <laughs> and so I think it just does speak, though, how to your body converts to that. And, you know, it becomes a, a little bit of a part of who you are. That really spoke to me when you guys both said, you know, this was a process and this was a piece because for somebody who's very all or nothing, it's like, well, I'm going to do it and I need to invest like $500,000 and get every, you know, you just, you get really into it. And I think that can be a turnoff for people. Cause again, for someone like me who it's like, well, but I don't have a thousand dollars this week to buy every single thing and transform my life. So like, eh, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And I think that's where it's hard to get across to people sometimes initially, like we want to talk to you, like what let's rein you in. Let's figure out what is the best place for you to start. Like that's, you know, are you intrigued by the oils or, you know, cleaning your house? we can help narrow that down to kind of get you started in a place that really fits for you. Um, you know, and there's an entire kids line. Sometimes moms, you know, there's an entire line devoted just to kids and to babies, you know, okay, maybe, you know, women aren't really good at putting themselves first. Right. And so sometimes people will come to us, they want to start with the baby wipes and the baby oil and all of that, because you start thinking about, well, I want to do the best for my child, you know, and then it's that conversion of, hey, wait a minute, you matter too. Let's, let's talk about that. And so definitely, you know, I think if you do that all or nothing thing, I think you're going to fail. Mm. And because you're going to be too overwhelmed. When we started the household products, we didn't buy the Young Living detergent. We made the five-gallon bucket of do-it-yourself laundry detergent with, it's way cheaper to do it we that way. We shaved those we, little bars. Cheese <laughs> grater till our knuckles were raw. Yeah, so we have come from a place lately that, you know, I think some things happened with us with work where we got busier um, and we've kind of converted to be more of a buy the product ready to use people now, but we still have, and we try to lead our people who are interested in this with, you can do this on a budget. You can make these products. You order this from Amazon and you order this and you just make sure whatever products you are putting into your do it yourself. Um, version of this make sure those are also good quality chemical free products but you can do this um, and make it a lot cheaper than just having to buy all of the products from Young Living and feeling like you need to spend a million dollars because you don't have to and that again I mean anytime we go into that all or nothing mentality like we're just kind of setting ourselves up to fail and there there's a way that you guys just explained it doesn't have to be everything it's a process and you can find more uh, inexpensive, but you can find more financially frugal ways maybe to go about that process for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you know, you just slowly start to convert your house. And the other thing when people ask us that question is, you know, 
it's hard to wrap your brain around, but I'm just not spending that money in those big box stores. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not adding laundry detergent to my weekly list anymore. I'm not buying makeup on a whim. I'm not, you know, dropping $60 in the bath store without even thinking. So, you know, it's all about really thinking where your money is going. So you might think, okay, what I spend monthly maybe seems high. I guarantee you it's less than what I was doing to satisfy some sort of need um, previously that I, cause I was just shopping then I was just shopping. Now I'm investing in a lifestyle. And so that's the big change for me. Well, and how much I don't think if somebody is out there that can go into target and just, <laughs> or not what they wanted, excuse me, get what they were supposed to and what they needed. They are amazing people. Cause I, I'm sure that I would put, a good 50 or more dollars of stuff in my cart that I did not need um, just because I was there and I saw it because whoever does their marketing is most likely brilliant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You need this. Yes. You must buy this. Yes. It has a cute label. You yes. have to get it. So where can everybody come to you guys for more information? What is a good resource to give them so they can start this journey or this process for themselves? The best thing to do is to visit our Facebook page, which is our EO education. Um, And that's the best place. We run that page together. Um, And then when people do join Young Living, we also have a private team. You know, they get to sort of partake in our monthly classes we do online classes. We do a lot of things out of Melissa's home. We show people how to do those DIY things hands-on. Um, and so those people get um, more of a benefit. But our public page, anybody can follow. Um, and then you can contact us from there if somebody's actually interested in, hey, I really want to get started on this and I want to talk more about options or whatever. They can just Facebook message one of us. Um, I don't think we have our private numbers on there, but then we can connect more um, through text or a phone call or however they feel comfortable. And we can lead them on the journey of how to get started. But sometimes it's nice just to start with our page and kind of see what we're posting and see how we're using oils and heck, ask a question. We love people to be interactive on there. A lot of times it's us posting, but the more people comment and ask questions and interact, um, it just makes for a better, uh, more robust resource for people. And then I do have an Instagram account that isn't really um, necessarily oil-based. You'll get a little, you'll get to know me a little bit more if you follow me at Cat's Ordinary Life um, on Instagram. So that's... um, where you can find me and like I say, not so oil-based, a little bit more crazy cat, I guess we'd say. Spiritual cat, maybe. I don't know how you define that. Just the authentic, vulnerable side of me kind of um, is where that's at. And all of that information will be in the show notes. And so they can definitely go and find both both pages, both the Facebook page and both Kat's Instagram are fantastic for great quality information, whether it's in the oil realm or crazy cat spiritual land. That's always 
that's always a good dose every single day as well. And so, Megan, I was just going to throw out, I think probably one of the most powerful stories about oils, there's two parts to it. So um, my mom died just over a year ago. It would have been in December. And she got sick really fast, really suddenly. Um, and she had some, She had a bowel obstruction is what she had. She had major abdominal surgery. Um, and she almost uh, died once, um, had to go up to an ICU, and then um, got better. And then all of a sudden, out of her major abdominal wound, she started to leak bile again. And, um, we had to make some big decisions and my mom decided that she was not going to have any further surgery. Um, what they presented to her was not going to be a great quality of life. And my mom ceased any treatment. And that was just a, um, devastating, um, decision, but, um, one that I fully supported, you know, you get to choose what you do with your own life and that's what she chose. But um, the major part of the story, and you have to kind of know the behind the scenes. Um, I'm an emotional person. Like, I'm okay crying. I'm okay with all of that. It makes Melissa a little nervous. She's already nervous. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> going to go. And I'm going to talk about her. She's got sweaty palms. She's just going to disappear for a little That's while. That's okay. She can just be silently in the corner for a minute. But I'm going to talk about her a little bit because so our relationship is very sort of sarcastic. It's very truth based. Like I don't really have another friendship where like we can hold each other accountable and then totally get over it. We like we give each other crap in a kind way and it doesn't hurt each other's feelings, but it makes other people uncomfortable sometimes when we're throwing sarcasm back at each other like the bystanders are like wow they're really mean to each other but it's all done out of love and yeah. it's I'll say that's true friendship right there but we, so we aren't those like that's we're not yeah we're not like huggy friends we're not like curl up on the couch watch netflix kind of friends like i don't know how to explain it but it so it's not this like super tight girlfriendy i don't know it is but it isn't anyway um So when we were in ICU, I get this text that says, hey, are you busy? Can you come outside? And I was kind of like, what is she outside, like outside the hospital? What is she talking about? And she said, I'm outside the unit. And um, when I went outside, she hugged me. So that was already the (laughs) downfall. Like, oh, God. (laughs) Um, But what she had brought me was the most amazing gift. She was concerned about me taking care of me while I was with my mom. So she had made this whole little thing. There was thieves spray so that I could clean surfaces (laughs) in the hospital room. Um, There was supplements to keep me well there were antioxidant drinks um, from, yep, Egyptian gold um, oil, which is, we won't even get started on that. Um, this whole gift that was in part about my mom, 
but mostly she was telling me, Hey, I'm concerned about what you're going through. And I know that you're going to need to be taken care of during this process. And I carried that tin around for two weeks in that hospital. And I literally lived out of it. I took every supplement that she brought. I used the oils in it. I cleaned things constantly with it. Um, but then secondary to that in my mom's transition from this world to where she's at now, I mean, oils were a huge part of it. I diffused in her room every day. And after she made, well, even before she made the decision that she wasn't going to seek any more treatment, the one thing she wanted me to do every day was use oils on her. It was amazing. Like I am talking about a woman who had a six to eight inch open abdominal wound that was packed and she did not want Tylenol. She did not want any of the heavy pain medicines because she wanted to be present. And all she wanted from me was to, we had a routine. I rubbed her down. I put oils on her spine. Her hands were really aching at that point because she had rheumatoid arthritis, but she couldn't be taking her rheumatoid arthritis meds anymore. So we were putting pain relieving meds on there. And I mean, her transition through all of that and the fact that what she wanted most was for there to be that connection between her and I, but that oils were a huge part of it. And I have to say, um, there was an oil I diffused in her room every day, a really high spiritual oil, obviously, because of what I knew what was coming. I, I didn't diffuse it till about maybe three months ago. It was, it was just too hard. I couldn't even smell it without just being wrapped up in that entire, like, where I was. I've moved through it now. I, I got my book back out. We worked on some release and all of that. But um, her transition and how we utilized oils and just the, the gift that these products were, were just amazing. And um, it was probably one of the best things that I received as far as support during that time. Um, I couldn't have done it without mm. you. Oh, look at us sharing love. Are you hugging now? What's that? Are you hugging now? No. 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 <laughs> no. She's close to me. <laughs> and I just think that that speaks volumes about the whole message of this is it's your young living, this, this passion that you guys have, it's not just simply about here's a lavender oil. So you're not stressed. There is so much depth and there's so much value and meaning in that, whether that's bringing you two closer, it's bringing a woman comfort while she is in her labor and delivery, while it's helping your mom while she is in the hospital or cleaning better for like, there are so many aspects where it's not just and oil. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we want people to understand. No matter what you choose, just choose wisely. Yeah. I think that's the greatest piece of advice too. I was going to ask your number one tip. And I think that that just sums it up right there. Just be mindful of what you, again, are going to have around you and put on you and in you. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, in my rapid fire questions, I typically don't ask about oils, but I have to today. Like it's a must. So for both of you, what is your favorite oil and why? Thieves essential oil. (laughs) Yeah. It was my starting and it remains something that I use on a daily basis and tell them why. Um, Thieves is very high in helping keep your house clean, killing um, germs, keeping you healthy. If you are ill, increasing use to try to decrease the amount of time that you're going to be ill and the severity of the illness. So like I said, I'm kind of a illness is my my starting place. And I love thieves. I actually love the smell of thieves. Um, Kat would say exactly the opposite. She does not love the smell of thieves, but she certainly finds purpose in it. So thieves. And for me, um, white angelica, it's, um, an oil that raises your frequency. It keeps your energy high, but it also creates a shield and a boundary around you that kind of ensures that when someone's coming at you with their negative energy, um, it's kind of a see you later, sister. You're not coming into my world. My energy is high and I am not coming down to where you are. You are welcome to come over and sniff me (laughs) and, um, you know, come to where I am, but I, I literally is in every bag that I own. It's in a purse. It's in my gym bag. Um, I will not go somewhere without it. And I never leave uh, my house without it on. It is a absolute daily part of what I do to ensure that my energy is as high as it can be and that I'm not going to take on somebody's crappy energy. I use it as well, but I learned from Kat. (laughs) No, she's, it's not in every single one of your bags, maybe not quite, not quite in every single one. I'm not nearly as attached, but I do wear, I do take thieves in my bra everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. I do not. (laughs) I like that your choices actually really reflect like both of what you've said in your wise, very articulately. Like Melissa is like science-based evidence. It is immune and cat. You add that spirituality and that piece to it. And there's a little mix of both. Yep. Yep. That's what makes this team great. Yeah. Every team needs that yin and that yang in there. That's right. So I'm going to ask both of you, and Melissa, you can start. If I asked you what was your super weapon, what would you say? Well, uh, my mind immediately, again, goes to illness, that kind of thing. I would say Egyptian gold. Mm. When we're starting to see something showing up in my house that's making me nervous about someone getting sick or fever or whatever, all of a sudden I am putting... Egyptian gold, it's a very powerful oil. It's kind of an expensive oil. We don't use it frequently, but in those cases, I am putting Egyptian gold on my spine, on anyone's spine who I'm worried about getting sick. That's my super, super power oil. (laughs) Is that what you meant? Because I was like thinking, oh, I want to have an invisible airplane. Again, like uh, this exactly how this goes. She's like, "Oh, illness," and I'm like, "Oh, my superpower." I love it. I love it. No, you go with it, Kat. You answer the question as it is to you. I'm very literal. She was up in the clouds. It's just like the perfect way that, like, oh, that's not how I thought about. 
about that question at all. You continue to prove your points time and time again, ladies. Kat, you answer your question just as you heard it. What is your super weapon? <laughs> what is my super weapon? Um, I think my super weapon is energy. I think that um, I... I hope that that's what comes across is, you know, I'm really attuned to what my energy is and what I'm bringing into a room. It's our ultimate responsibility as we move through life. We're responsible for, for all of that. I think about it when I walk into a patient's room, like it is not about my day. I have to, I have about 30 seconds to assess what's going in a, on in a room in like a work world. You know, is this a room I need to be quiet in or is this someone that needs my compassion? Is this someone that actually needs me to be a little strong for them and like, no, we're going to get this done. And so I think my superpower is that energy and and reading people. I really look around a room and I can identify people that I want to align with and I um identify people I don't want to align with so you can totally analyze me next time I'm in the gym there we go see where I migrate to because there is um often purpose in that oh I like now it's like a game I like this too I'm gonna I'm gonna just mix it up yeah now don't like don't mess with my brain because then I'll be forgetting (laughs) what I'm supposed to be doing and trying to like piece the puzzle together and then be stressed out and have to go to you guys for whatever oil I need to like help calm my frenzied brain. It'll be fine. Okay, good. And it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't ask both of you again, we'll start with Melissa. What does being fierce mean to you? Um, Being fierce to me means being strong, being confident Um, not, uh, this is probably a revelation for me. I think, especially in the last couple of years is not allowing others opinions, others, um, comments, that kind of stuff to affect me so much that, um, I have to do me and I have to be, uh, advocate for me, not to say that others don't matter, but I think I used to let some of that seep into, my well-being a little bit too much so being fierce is being strong confident and just being the best me that I can be and not letting others affect me quite so much Mm, I love that and Kat well if you follow me on Instagram at all you'll soon learn that um, one of my big mentors in um, the world is Brene Brown if there is a Brene Brown book out there I have read it I have absorbed it she's kind of a guru for me so I'm sort of stealing from Brene Brown because I think this is what fierce is to me and Brene Brown not that this is her definition of fierce but it's something she says repeatedly is strong back soft front wild heart Mm. I think that that's something that I try to lead with and that's what fierce is to me it is that sort of what melissa said that strong back that i am who i am but for me soft front is very important too like it's that whole energy thing i want people to feel that welcoming um and then that wild heart is um a lot of who i am too a little uh 
I could have been born in the 70s, or I was born in the 70s. <laughs> what wow. am I talking about? Yeah. I could have been my age in the 70s probably real easily. But yeah, no, that's what fierce is to me is combining all those things together. Wonderful answers, both of you, to everything. I couldn't have imagined doing a duo interview better than this. You guys have been both, one, entertaining, as always, and two, extremely informative. And again, in a way that exudes your passion, but not in a way that is pushes down your throat, this is a must. It's this is how we are choosing to live our lives because we feel very strongly and aligned with it. And if you want to know, you let us know and we're happy to help guide you in that path. Absolutely. Okay. And then you guys ended it perfect too. Well, we're just going to done. We're done. Like you, how do you end any better than that? Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.